It's time to jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me always is Frankie Vegas. Hey. And we are here to take you back, back to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. Okay, let's begin. I want to be one of those movie trailer guys. <laughs> so let's begin. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yeah. That'd be a great job. Just read shit all day long. Oh, if you yeah. fuck it up, you can edit it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On a full night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I took voice acting lessons once. I never followed through with the rest of it. But, you know, my mm-hmm. friend Joe Miller always said, you need to do that. You need to do that. Because he did it for a lot of years as a radio personality and then... Did a lot of voiceover work, and he loved it. Yeah. He loved every minute of it. He actually had uh, the uh, wife of the um, of Disney. I'm not sure exactly how it played into which which generational uh, uh, woman she was. Had uh, had actually talked to him about doing some stuff for Disney at one time, and uh, he uh, he didn't do anything with it. And I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. You could have done something, and then you could have drugged me along with you. You know, I could have been your producer. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on. I love you, Joe Miller. (laughs) I hope you're doing well. Anyway, what's going on, Frankie? Uh, You know, living the dream. This is the dream. I mean, yeah. Living the dream, you know. Help my son decorate a classroom. Um, That's just a weird... (laughs) <laughs> feeling you know helping your son start a career you yeah know? yeah yeah and that you know your child not just your son but well yeah 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 but just, yeah i mean it that's a lot of pride there you oh know? yeah you know very proud of him yep. yeah he's done exceptionally well i'm i'm proud of him and and uh you know because he he's not my son biologically but uh you know that i spent we know of. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of uh but you know i spent a, i spent a lot of time with him and enjoy his company and he's a good kid and and uh yeah i'm proud of all the things he's done too and i'm super proud that he got to come back to his school to teach mm. and i think it's pretty That's amazing awesome. yeah That's really awesome i didn't think i find i find it weird that you know both of our kids were in band together, uh-huh. Montana and Josh. Yep. They both went to Ball State. Yep. Both are teachers. Yep. You know, it's just kind of weird to me, I think, you know, just oh, thinking I, about that. I, I didn't, <laughs> I never really, I, until we were just saying that, I didn't ever put it together either. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I, obviously, you know, I'm I'm proud of Josh. I'm, I'm also proud of my own children and the, and the choices they made and, and what they're doing today and, uh, you know, um, you know the skywalkers the head of it for a company you know gunner's moving up the ladder where he's at and montana is you know a full-time teacher where she's at and whether they're absolute dream jobs for them you know give them a couple more years to to kind of work it all out but uh i think that uh they're relatively happy with what they're doing so uh i never got to help montana decorate a room but uh um I did, uh, you know, well, coach her along the way. You're a little farther apart than what me, Josh. Josh still lives in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Montana might live an hour and a half away. 
which is which is really not that bad of a run to go up there and and hang out if I ever want to go up there. But uh, yeah. and I am representing Montana on my shirt. Is she on your shirt? Yeah, she's nice. It's <laughs> <laughs> a band shirt when they were in marching band. It got all their names on it. That is a proud moment. Is when she became drum major. Oh, yeah. at, at her sophomore year she became drum major and was drum major for those uh, the yeah, last three the years the years yeah yeah and so yeah there's a lot of pride in that oh yeah Cause when, that's something that usually a senior gets only a senior gets in that final year yeah and she was voted in to do it in her uh, her sophomore year mm-hmm. which Dang. is pretty remarkable uh you want a funny story about that yeah so they uh they since um uh Peter Foster was still the the teacher at that time. Mm-hmm. He actually had uh, funding set back for her to go to drum major camp, yeah, which was down at uh, Indiana State University in Terre Haute. So, in all the excitement, you know, she's like, "Yeah, let's go do this." And I then we took her down there to Indiana State. It was on like a Sunday or something, and she was going to be there the whole week. She had a dorm room, you know, as if she was in college, you know, for for a week. And yeah, she was the anxiety and all that stuff of you know at that time was was tremendous, and she just didn't want us to leave. We kept was like, well, we need to go. You got to go do this, and you know, uh, stick around and help me do this real quick, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So a week goes by. You know, we talked to her during the week, and the week goes by, and we went down to pick her up. We couldn't pull her ass out of that place. <laughs> it's like, we need to go. We still got a two and a half hour drive home. Let's just, I'll be there in a minute. No, mm. we need to go now. <laughs> <laughs> she was very good at what she did. She did. She did a great job. And yeah. uh, she took it uh, very seriously and put a lot of effort into it. And, and Josh would get pissed at her. <laughs> <laughs> of course he would. That's what they're supposed to do is get <laughs> mad at her. <laughs> Now, did Josh ever do drum major stuff? And no, he had no interest. Okay, I know that he was one year younger than Montana, yeah. so that that job came open that uh, would have been his senior year. I didn't know if he did it or not. No, he. I don't. He had no interest in doing it. I can't remember who was. I don't remember. Either. I don't remember who did it, but yeah. It's an interesting it's an interesting thing, marching band and all yeah. that goes into that. It's really fun to go, you know, watch the tournament the Oh yeah. The contest and stuff. Yeah. Um Penn High School was always my favorite. Yeah. That was I don't know why, but I always enjoyed that one the most. But they uh, had Chick fil A at the concession. Then, then, That's why know, I mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Chick fil A. Um I don't know. There was just something about I think because all of the majors come into that one. That was so you got to see some of these really, really cool presentations from some of these really big schools. And Did you stay for like the whole thing or did you just stay for Montana? Because I, I know some people they stay, they want their kid, they leave. I uh my, the problem with that for me was um the the first year that she was in marching band we actually drove to all the every competition there was um when Skyler was in it I actually helped out a couple times and that was not my cup of tea yeah. I've never been you you know in the last episode we talked about hypocritical church stuff <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that in the in the uh, marching band area too and uh, the couple times that I helped, um, the people who were quote unquote in charge were more concerned about getting their photos taken and shit like that and not actually getting the job done that needed to be yeah. done. 
And uh, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I don't, you know, I don't have to come here and do all your work while you go get your photos and take your fucking props. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't do it. Uh, So when, by the time Montana got into it, we would just go to the competitions and a couple of those are, were far away, like two or three hours. Uh, So, we would go, we would watch them, and then we would have to basically go back because we needed to pick her up at the school because they would come back after their competition was done. So I would miss. You know, I'd pay the 20 bucks to get in. I'd see them perform, and then I'd have to leave because I needed to be back at the school to pick her up. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that sucks. Well, when she finally got her car, we would actually go and stay in the long, long haul of it. The other part of that was we would stay and bring her home because she had to stay there for the awards presentation yeah. at the end. Yeah. So everybody else would go home and, you know, we would stay with her and, and watch her receive awards for whatever, mm. you know, for the award presentation part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what we did too. Yeah. Josh would just stay with you and wouldn't take the bus back? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But Seal, he was like kind of... He never liked that. Douchey? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I was trying to be nice. Trying to but yeah, I I didn't care for the guy. Is he still there? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> nope, didn't care for him. Nope, didn't um, care for him at all. Uh, uh a little man with big ideas that yeah. couldn't make anything happen. And well, he, no. he resorted on uh uh the volunteers to try to make these things come happen yeah. and then would get pissed if it wasn't what he thought it should be. You know, uh, yeah. I know, uh, I know a couple certain people that spent a lot of their time painting backgrounds and doing shit like that yeah. only to have their ass ripped because it wasn't exactly what he wanted. Well, motherfucker, where were you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They would also get pissed a lot when, um, uh, or he would also get pissed a lot when like, we would take vacations. We always took vacation the first week of July, go to Texas and stuff like that. He would get so mad at her for not being able to be there for that first, uh, you know, I don't even know what they did for the first week of marching band, but, uh, it wasn't like they were out on the field marching. They were just kind of going through some things. It wasn't, it wasn't like she really needed to be there because she wasn't playing an instrument. He could have taken care of everything, but he would get, and pissed and make her feel bad that she wasn't going to be there. And then he would take a vacation in the middle of it and make her run it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he an ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, Josh used to call him out on shit all the time, and he did not like that. No, he hates and, it. Yeah. Josh was right, man. <laughs> and I, uh, uh, Bobby used to go to the, the parents' meetings, mm-hmm. and she was like, you need to stay home. Because I would start getting a little fucking mouthy. <laughs> She's like, you just stay home. You don't have to go. And I'm like, well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, that's old, enough about, uh, about good that. Good old Dave Seal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, real quick. Uh, um, so, you know, we're, we're Jellystone people. We've been yeah. in Pearson. We, we stay out. We have a lot out there. And uh, we were doing something, and this golf cart pulls in, and and Bobby starts talking to these people. And I walk up, and I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to? I I walked up, and I'm like, held my hand out, and I'm like, hi, I'm Jeremy. And the guy goes, hi, I'm Dave (laughs) Seal. I didn't recognize him. 
Because, you know, he had a baseball cap pulled down and, you know, in some regular, like, clothes. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dave? Yeah. Dave's not here. I'm going to go back over here. You guys enjoy talking to each other. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you tell me we have a fucking email? Yeah, I forgot to read it on the last episode, and I, it's the only one I've got. It's another one from from Coach. Coach! What's up, Coach? He wrote, you talk about some of the best sports teams in the 80s, excuse me, and some of the best action heroes from the decade. Once again, awesome show. Love the free willing of the both of you. Gag me with a spoon, Coach. <laughs> Gag me hey, with coach, a spoon. Hey, Coach, anything you want us, want us to talk about? You know, you can call Jeremy or you can email me, I mean, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely let us know. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the email, Coach. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Gag that's me all with we a got. spoon. But at least we got one. We did. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, the yeah. '80s decade. So what a great decade. How's everything going for you? We didn't even talk about it on the last episode. We got all enthralled in whatever I was talking about. Oh, the Brett Michael concert. Oh, I, and we didn't even talk about your week. Well, last week. so I'm, how's things been going? My my, uh, let's see. What have I done since we've been back together? Since yeah. the last time we were together? Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I uh, um. Uh, did I tell you that a, a deer ran into the side of my car a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. I yeah. Did. did I, I talk about did, that? Yeah, I think you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, life has been just fine, just yeah. peachy. <laughs> Still have no idea what they're going to do with me with my job. Uh, uh, so um, what are the, what are they having you do now? Not I'm just being nosy. I'm, no. I I do all the the morning stuff that I did. I've been doing for years, and uh, I go to the new. Uh, section they have for me, and I just try to get it organized. Yep. It was such a fast, uh, uh, chaotic move that everything kind of got just skidded up and moved over to. So there's a lot of stuff that that can be gotten rid of, okay. and everything needs to be gone through to make sure that you know you, that it's that it's okay to get rid of, or if there's a special place that it needs to go. For some sort of destruction or something like that, and I'm just I'm just minding my p's and q's, putting shit together and and making it look a little more organized. I still got a long way to go yet, but uh, it looks a lot better than it did originally. <laughs> so yeah, that's it, man. That's all I've been up to. Um, of course, you know I'm trying to get the murder nerds back. Uh, been working towards that. Um, we're we're uh we finished up the golden odyssey series with the uh, the big episode number nine um i can say now what it is because this one will come out way after that but yeah. uh you know that was a lot of fun when we did that that yeah. uh with frankie interviewing me for the golden 80s it was really cool um i did get a uh i did get a uh, text message from my nephew logan um and he's he had just got done listening to the gunner one and he's like you know somebody should interview you and i just kind of sent back a uh a, a ha 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 in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty crazy that you know that he he saw that and he said yeah that, that's what needs to be done frankie came to me and said let me let me do this and we interview you and um I had to think about it for a minute because, you know, I spend so much time on the podcast talking about myself. I'm like, am I really going to have to talk about anything that would be interesting? Oh, yeah. I thought so. 
we covered some things that I've never talked about before. So hopefully it'll be interesting and people will like it. So, so yeah, there you go. That's pretty much what uh, I've been kind of doing the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did go uh, hiking down at Shades and Turkey Run couple yeah. weeks ago that was a lot of fun that's a lot of fucking stairs people jesus my old <laughs> fat ass just whew. uh i met iso cam did you meet him i did uh, i was able to get on for just a few minutes but yeah. the that the fucking internet was so bad in that hotel that oh i was lagging and i didn't want to take away from the show by trying to stay on so i just yeah. just said hi and got off and there you go but iso was great man um uh, it was really cool to meet him. He did the whole uh, "It's I Golden Jay" yeah. thing, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, he referenced uh, a lot of the call guys uh, things, you know, throughout that show, and it was just it was great. I enjoyed every bit of it, and I thought he was wonderful. So, I, I do have a question for you. Okay. Um, I know we're getting into Indiana Chief fans. Oh yeah, it's back. It's back, and it's a good episode, but. You know, you were talking about all, like, the new fans you're seeing and stuff, uh-huh. like, at the yeah. campground and stuff. Doesn't that kind of irritate you? Um, because, you know, where were you when we couldn't play? That's the way I felt about the Colts. No, it does a little bit, but at the same time, you know, uh, you don't have people making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were so bad for so long, and then now you have um, – uh, you know, people that are rooting with you and not like making fun of you, and yeah. so that that makes up for it a little bit. But I, it, it, the interesting part is, is um, I always have always been a I've been a Chiefs fan for over thirty years. Yeah, and I always repped. You know, I always repped. And when people come to me now, and it's like you have to explain to them that you've been a fan for thirty years, but you're also realizing there's there are a lot of people out there who have been a fan for a long time. We met two or three at the campground that was like, we've been Chiefs fans since Christian Okoya was there, you know, or you know maybe for the last ten years or yeah. you know whatever the case may be. But it's interesting, you know. Mm. But now it, it sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on the mood that I'm in, mm. you know. Oh, yeah, because, well, for me, with the Colts, it was like when Peyton Manning came around and they started getting really good, that place was packed. Uh-huh. Okay, before, I, you couldn't give away tickets hardly, yep. you know? And everybody, all of a sudden, everybody, the big fan of the Colts, oh, I'm a big Colts fan. Yeah, no. I've been a Colts fan forever. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, I sit there suffered through Jeff George. I am <laughs> a Colts fan, you know? And I just, I just, it's just one of those things that kind of bugged me. I don't like people that just jump on the train. It's, it's a bandwagon thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't like and bandwagon. and you know yeah. the bandwagon will come to a screaming halt eventually. Um, you know, eventually Travis Kelsey's going to retire. Eventually Andy Reid's going to retire. Uh, you know, eventually Patrick Mahomes is going to retire. You know, whether they, uh, Kelsey and Andy Reid, one hundred percent guaranteed will retire as Chiefs when the time comes. They're going to step away while they're still Chiefs. I think I don't think they'll go anywhere else. Oh well, Mahomes he got to go to another team and win the Super Bowl. He got to stay up there with Manny and, 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 and Brady. And Brady, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see in ten years. See, I've got Mahomes for ten years, so <laughs> you know I got him for I got him for a long, long time, yeah. and I'm going to enjoy as much of it as I possibly can. But yeah, yep. there was times when you couldn't give Chiefs tickets away either. <laughs> you know, you could buy a whole season worth of tickets for 150 bucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, I I didn't mean to get on a Kansas City Chiefs. No, you're all right. Chiefs, uh, uh, Indiana Chiefs fans podcast is back, um, and we're going full throttle, getting ready to um, start the season. Uh, it's probably really close to the beginning of the of the first game as we're this podcast comes out. But yeah, right now um, we're still just getting ready to start the preseason. So yep, they're in the camp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Hall of Fame game is is tonight. Is it tonight? Yes. Oh my goodness. As we record this podcast, it is tonight. Wow. <laughs> so, we get you a little bit of football in the night when oh, you get home. Maybe, flip yeah. it on. Check it out. I have to do that. Yeah. Uh Jets and the Browns, I do believe. Jets. Yeah, that look on your face tells it all. <laughs> yeah, their good player won't even be playing. No, the few no. they have. No, but I'm looking forward to watching preseason uh, Chiefs football for me, yeah. so I can watch these rookies perform. Yeah. And see, I like preseason football. I like checking out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people they no interest. Yep. No, a lot of people mm-hmm. no interest. They don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So you got a question of the pod for me? Yeah, it's another one of those maybe it might be difficult and you might just say skip it. I killed it last time. Oh, you did. I killed it last episode. Okay. You know, the what, big, are we do, what are we doing? Oh, we're doing the question of the pod. 80s, 80s edition. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I got. Now, right now, like the big thing, they're all like the DC universe, the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Now, if they were doing that, let's say, in the 80s, Mid-80s. I mean, Batman was in the 80s, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, the best so, Batman. So we got to take him out of it. What 80s actor do you think could do the roles of, let's say, Spider-Man, Batman, and Iron Man, and Superman? Oh, my God. That is... <laughs> wow. Batman, Superman, Iron Man, and what was the fourth Spider-Man. one? Spider-Man. Wow. Um... Unless you want to do Aquaman. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm having, I'm, this is going to be tough. Uh, Ralph Macchio as Spider-Man. <laughs> I, agree, I agree with that. I like that. Um, Batman. You know, Batman being in the 80s with Michael Keaton, it's just hard to break away from that. Yeah. Um, uh, Tony Danza as Iron Man. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Boy, man, I'm pulling these out of fucking nowhere. Hold on. Um, um, John Snyder as Superman. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pulling these out of my I know. I, I, I know, but I see where you're going with that. That's... <laughs> and uh, uh, who was the last one? Yeah, uh, um, hey, I don't think uh, you've done Superman. a Batman yet. You're having a hard time with that. I am having a hard time with Batman. Um... Let's see. Um, Batman could be Patrick Duffy. Hey, I like that. He's kind of got that that swagger about him yeah. as a as a billionaire kind of guy. So, yeah. 
I like that. Those are absolutely horrible, everybody. So send send your picks in yeah, to send your picks in. The yeah. Golden Image Eighties at Gmail I'd love to hear what you guys would think of what you think for the eighties. Oh, for me? Oh, um Iron Man, uh Don Johnson. Got that I one. just happened to think of like Don Johnson would be a good one. Yeah. Um Spider Man. I I was thinking Ralph Macchio. That, Weird, isn't yeah, that? Yeah, kind of that. Thinking, uh, yeah. Um, Batman. Um, you know who else would make a good Batman? I just happen to think of this. Maybe like Patrick Swayze from the day. Oh yeah, yeah, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Not what trying to sway your. <laughs> yeah. What? Are, yeah. Yeah, Patrick Swayze, Batman. Yeah, I'll go with that. I like that. And who didn't? I, who haven't I said yet? Uh, you said Spider Man, Iron Man, Batman. Yeah, Super Superman, Superman, Superman. I'm wow, Superman. That's a hard one too. Cause Christopher Reed did it. Yeah, and did a great job. Yeah, and did it brilliantly. Yep. Um, I'm. I must say, Mark Harmon. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, a young Mark Harmon. Yeah, back in the day. All right. And then I'm going to do an honorable mention. Hulk. Oh, Hulk. For the late, great Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> Paul Rubens, <laughs> and David Banner. <laughs> hey, he was an 80s icon. He was. You know? He was. I don't care what he was doing in that theater. <laughs> he was doing what everybody else was doing in that theater. You know. At least he wasn't like, uh, wasn't like, you know. I mean, it, it wasn't like he had a young girl in there or, you know, something that was, yeah. been, I mean, the guy got caught yanking it in a fucking porn theater. What else did you expect to go on <laughs> inside there? Come on, people. Grow up. Yeah. He wanted to yank one out. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, but yeah, Pee Wee Herman, he just passed away. And yeah. I wanted to give him a shout out. You know. Pee Wee Herman is the Hulk, is David Banner and the Hulk. Hi, <laughs> right, well, then what am I? <laughs> Going to find his bike. <laughs> Someone stole Pee Wee's bike. <laughs> That's terrible. But yeah, do, do we know how, why he passed away? Uh, he had cancer. Did he uh, really? He had kept it quiet for, he had it for several years, I guess. And I'll be damned. Yeah, he didn't, didn't tell anybody. I didn't read up on it. I just saw that he passed and I didn't, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't go deep into it. So mm-hmm. that's I didn't bad. realize how much stuff he'd done. Oh, he shows you know, up and shit all over oh, the yeah, place. Oh, yeah. You know, you just don't think about it. You just think Pee Wee Herman, you yeah. know. You don't think about Paul Rubens. You yeah, know? exactly. And that, and with that, uh, uh, goth hair and all that shit and some of the things he showed up in yeah mm-hmm. oh 100 mm-hmm. percent. all right we ready to get into today's episode sure what you want to talk about um well let's talk about this an american crime drama which ran from 1984 to 1989 and created by anthony jerkovich and michael mann starred john johnson as sonny crockett and Philip Michael Thomas as Rico Tubbs. This show is set in Miami, Florida. is about working undercover in the growing drug scene of Miami. Ladies and gentlemen, 
my favorite show growing up, Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. And I am going to let Jeremy do this one because this is his show. I probably should have my wife come because uh, she. I know, yeah, we could, me and her could be just like going oh, yeah. going at it with yeah, this she, one. She had the Don Johnson posters all over her room and stuff, I guess. I, right, yeah, yeah. I didn't know her back then, so I can't verify that. But um, <laughs> I don't know that I was ever in her room. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's our, uh, Bobby probably had. Uh, that's true. I'll have to ask her about it. <laughs> Listen, 1984. Um, oh God, I had the date which it came out. The first show episode aired. Um, and now I forgot. Uh, give me one second. Yeah, eighty four. Yeah, uh, first aired September sixteenth, nineteen eighty four. All right. I remember being on a couch somewhere in the state of Illinois, watching the first episode, the pilot episode. Of Miami Vice and being so excited about this show. Not only did it bring that kind of that fun Miami uh, drug scene, you know, that, uh, you know, that they did, but the music and the way it was shot and all of that stuff were absolutely amazing for that time. And they had a very specific uh, way that they filmed. Um, I did find out it interesting that they actually filmed it in South Beach, Florida, mainly uh, because no one was there at that time. There, it was like kind of, you know, beat down, and nobody really wow. went there. And then after they filmed the show, they kind of built the build it back up, and now it is what it is. But uh, they would say they would shoot in the middle of the street. And wouldn't have to worry about any cars or shutting anything down because there literally was no one fucking there. Wow. <laughs> I didn't, that's not like an image I get when I think of Miami. I drove through Miami. Right. And it's not fun. It's a busy, busy place, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the conception of a show was kind of unclear when they first put it together. Uh, they uh, took uh, uh, Yank, what, uh, Yurkovich who was a former uh, writer and producer on Hill Street Blues, and he was kind of putting it together from different aspects uh, of, um, oh, crap, uh, you know, law enforcement and property damage, and property of drug dealers and, and, you know, and all this different stuff. And, you know, it just it, it, he worked on it for a while. It wasn't one of those things that just, you know, popped out. Yeah. Who was it I read that actually sent him uh oh yeah um brandon tartico yeah, yeah. he was brainstorming and sent a memo uh that simply read mtv cops yeah <laughs> and that and, and that's a pretty good summary i mean really well we're gonna get into the music and stuff about it here in a little bit but um so the reason that i have the lead on this is because and and frankie has said this in the past He's never watched a single episode of Miami Vice. I have not. Well, I have now. Until this week. Yeah, yeah. I can remember laying on a bed watching Tubi <laughs> <laughs> and watching the first, the first two first two episodes of Miami Vice. Not a not a cool Jeremy story, but yeah. But I was Miami. like twelve years old or some shit like that. I was fifty one. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you think after watching the pilot episode? I I thought it was really good. I I still thought it had merit today. I mean, 
you know, the way it was filmed, the music. I mean, I don't know if something like that would go very well on TV now, but I found it very entertaining. The, you know, the situations and, and the different things that, you know, you got to remember this was the 80s. So, yeah. you know, what some of the things that they did and, and you know, the roughing of their informant, you know, and you'll, are you going to continue to watch more? I probably, yeah. So you're going to get, you're going to meet the Noog man. The you're going to get them a Noog man, the and, you know, and, and people like that, that, the, uh, yeah. that they rough up a little bit to get information out of and who end up becoming repeated characters that, uh, that come back as their informants and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> funny. Now, will they get away with that in today's society? Probably not. Cause you can't rough up a, a young black man like the way that they did. Well, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, well, I don't know if you watch law and order SVU, IT, will He'll throw a guy up against the wall yeah, to get but, information. Yeah, but Ice T is a is a big tough uh, African American man. Well, yeah, yeah. He's not a he's not a little skinny white dude, Don Johnson. <laughs> but his partner was black. It's true. It's true. African <laughs> uh, American. Yeah, I, you know, as <laughs> <laughs> Frankie adjusts himself, African American. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, the concept of the first episode and how they meet is is uh, um, Sonny's uh, partner, who was actually played by Jimmy Smith, uh, gets killed, and uh, he's kind of going through that transition because they were you know they were partners and they were friends, you know, right up to going over to the, his house and having barbecues and shit like yeah. that. Um, he ends up uh, running into Ricardo Tubbs. Uh, who, um, I'm trying to remember, uh, Ricard, uh, Rico, his brother was Ricardo, right? No, Ricardo no, is his full name. That was his name, yeah. I'm trying to remember what his brother's name is because he actually used his brother's name when he met, uh, Sonny for the first time. Yeah. Raphael? Raphael. Was that what it was? That I, I can't remember. I can't, I, I began with an R, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It was real similar. And they look... Yeah. They, as brothers, they kind of look similar, so yeah. he had, like, had his badge or whatever. But uh, Rico comes down from New York because his brother was killed by the Calderon family, and he seeks in vengeance, you know, and they kind of hook up and and uh, work together on making this happen. And in the end, uh, Ricardo decides not to go back to New York uh, to try to stay there in Miami and, and work with uh, Sonny Crockett. Yeah. So... There you go. There's a brief overview of yeah. of uh, the pilot episode. A lot of it revolved around the drugs that were coming into Miami because it was kind of like, and it, it, this is based on true true stories that that the drugs were coming into Miami because it was kind of an easy port to get in and out of, yeah. uh, being on the southern part of the United States, off the ocean, you know, not not far from Cuba and all that kind of stuff. So they were just kind of filtering in. They were filtering it in that way. And so based on true events, then they built this story to go, you know, what, five seasons? I think they only went five seasons. Yeah. But... uh yeah, it was very interesting. Central America and Cuba. I meant to say both of those. Yeah. So yeah, it's very interesting how that uh, how that kind of played out, and they kind of built on that. Um, they shot this thing with no reds or no um, 
there was another color that they would not shoot. You could only use pastels and black, white, and silver was, was kind of what they worked with. And I remember at that time, that was something that was very much talked about, was the way that it was shot with those particular things in mind. And so, why wasn't that? Do you, do you know? Something about, uh, um, let me see. There were certain colors that were not allowed to shoot, such as red and brown. Okay. If the script says a Mercedes pulls up here, the car people will show three or four different Mercedes. One will be white, one will be black, one will be silver. You will never get a red or brown one. Michael knows how things are going to look on camera. Okay. So it was a camera thing okay. and the way it was shot. So, And the other part of that was a lot of the architectural, the art deco of Miami. They kind of brought that back, which in turn led for South Beach's um, you know, growth of the rebuild because they yeah. brought a lot of that art deco style back into uh, the Miami South Beach area. So. The show actually helped rebuild part of Miami, yeah. you know, with some of the shit they did. Um, they were the first uh, American television program to be broadcast in stereophonic sound, which is another Michael Mann thing. He wanted that's what he wanted going into that. Besides, you know, how he wanted it to be how it to be shot. He wanted to make sure that the sound quality and it ran all five seasons like that. Now, I did find this interesting. Did you know that Nick Nolte and Jeff Bridges were considered for the role of Sonny Crockett? In, uh, for Sonny Crockett? Yeah, yeah. I, I read that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't get it because they, most, back then a lot of you know, uh, movie people didn't venture down into TV like they do nope. now. No. So, that was uh, like a step down, you know. Yeah, it, pretty much. Oh. And more, a lot, probably a lot more work, too. Probably, yeah. I would think that it would be a lot more work. Uh, Mickey Rourke was considered. Uh, Larry Wilcox from Chips was also considered. I don't think that would have worked. I mean, just his look, I don't yeah. think would have worked. But, but him uh, and Eric Drada back together. You know, <laughs> Chips Miami. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> I had a train of thought and I lost it. Uh, they didn't think that going from one police drama to another police drama was uh, was good, like the wise choice for Larry Wilcox. Yeah, probably so not. They they passed. Uh, um, uh, like I said, Jimmy Smith actually played Eddie Rivera, which was Crockett's uh, partner at the very beginning. Um, Mark Harmon was. Uh, in talks to replace Don Johnson after the second season when they were working on their uh, contract negotiations. Yeah. So the show got so big so quick, then Johnson's like, ah, we need to talk some dollars and cents over here. And he they he actually held up production for quite a while on that deal. But yep. uh, can you imagine Mark Harmon coming in and taking over? It's, it's just... I don't, man, you know, you look at Don Johnson playing that character Mm -hmm. and the way he played it. Now let's place in Mark Harmon or even, uh, you know, uh, Mickey Rourke or, or, you know, like that. I just never seen it. I could never see anybody. I could see Mickey Rourke, maybe. A younger Mickey Rourke. Definitely not not Mickey Rourke now. But yeah, you got to go back into those young days. But maybe, maybe, but definitely not Mark Harmon. No. No dice. 
Um, I do want to get into the music. Did you check into the music of? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was big. I mean, the music was a big part of it. I mean, huge. Just about anybody who was anybody in music at that time had a song played at uh-huh. some point. Did you? Shall we go over the list? The list of uh, people that had songs on here. Uh, we don't have the song titles themselves, but we have the artists. Yeah. Let's start off with Jan Hammer, who was the composer of the theme song. Yeah, I mean that actually song actually made it to. Uh, well, it made it on the top five of the Billboard charts or something to that effect. I mean, it was so big. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I think of every time I say, hear that song? What the? The boobs bouncing at no. the beginning of that show. <laughs> Is that wrong? No, that's not wrong at all. So let's run over the list okay. of uh, artists who actually were on Miami Vice at one time uh, having their music played. Because they did. They went after the pop, the pop culture and rock worlds of the 80s and brought all that music in. Mm-hmm. So you had Robert Daltrey, El DeBarge, Duran Duran, Power Station, Debo, Sinead O'Connor, uh, Jackson Brown, Kate Bush, Meatloaf, Phil Collins, Brian Adams, Tina Turner, uh, Public Image Limited. Who's I that? have no idea who yeah. that is. Peter Gabriel, Pink Floyd, ZZ Top, The Smiths, The Tubes. Dire Straits, The Pesh Mode, The Hooters, Iron Maiden, The Alan Parsons Project, The Ward Brothers, uh, Corey Hart, Glenn Fry, U2, uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Foreigner, The Police, Ted Nugent, Suicidal Tendencies, Billy Idol, The Church, Billy Ocean, and Eric Clapton. Now, there's a few I left out because we don't don't know exactly who they are. But Did your number two make you cry? My number two, uh, El DeBarge. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. No, I, yeah. of course, absolutely have the soundtrack on cassette and CD. I bought it later on CD. Oh, wow. I definitely had the soundtrack for that. Uh, what an amazing, I mean, you know, uh, Glenn Fry's You Belong to the City or Smuggler's Blues. I mean, oh, damn, man. Those were fucking killer songs. But the best song ever to come out of Miami Vice was in the pilot episode. Uh, yeah, in in the air tonight. Into the air tonight by Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Oh my God! Can you cannot hear that song without seeing Crockett and Tums flying down? And we're going to talk about the cars here in a little bit, but right. um, flying down that road on their way to uh, uh, well, trying to catch uh, Calderon, I do believe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man! I'm going to have to go back and watch all five seasons of this again. <laughs> When was um, last time you watched an episode of Miami Vice? Uh, last year. I, I binged the entire uh, category. Oh, wow. I, the whole catalog. I oh. binged it. Um, and let me tell you uh, the a little funny secret. Did you know that there were episodes that never made it on air in the original I, broadcast? I, yeah. I I think it was something like... One of the cable network took it over or something. When they started putting it in syndication, yeah. then they started running these episodes that never made it to uh, NBC. And um, it wasn't until uh, even later after that that they actually run the final episode. So when I binged it last year, when I was getting into the final season, 
I was watching this going, I don't remember this. I mean, you know, I don't remember every fucking detail of Miami <laughs> Vice in every episode, but, you know, there were things that you that you'd run across and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing this episode or, you know, you're like, I remember that part and I think it happens this way. And then you're like, yep, that was right. But there were episodes in that last season that I had no clue. I had never ever seen before, and this I, I've got it on DVD, so I've got the yeah. I've got the full collection on DVD. So why didn't they ever air those on NBC? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know whether it was a time constraint, a constraint time, or whether they knew it was the final season and they just let like let's just go ahead and get it over with and be done with it. I don't know, but they knew that season five was their final season even before they started filming it. Mm-hmm. It was actually only supposed to be a 13 episode uh, season, but they went ahead and did the full, what 22 or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, uh, speaking of music, uh, several artists guest starred in episodes, which include, uh, Phil Collins, Miles Davis, power station, Glenn Fry, Suicidal Tendencies, Willie Nelson, Ted Nugent, Frank Zappa, The Fat Boys, Sheena Easton, Gloria Stefan, and a very young Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. <laughs> he's always trying to get his face out there. Oh, he's always, he's always about it. Uh, of course, you know, we did talk about Phil Collins is in the air tonight, so... Uh, Glenn Fry brought Smuggler's Blues and You Belong to the City. What You Belong to the City was actually a number two hit, uh, remaining on top of the U.S. charts uh, for 11 weeks in 1985. That's, dude, that is an episode that you got to get. I, I do believe the Smuggler's Blues was in the first, I think it was in the first season uh, with Glenn Fry. Speaking of somebody who has passed on. Uh, you got to watch it, man. It's fucking amazing. It's a great, great episode. It's the it's one of those that stick with you for a long time, just because of the way it was shot and what they did in the episode, and uh, the fact that they go into this airport hangar and Glenn Fry's up on the above the offices jamming on his guitar, and I mean it's just it's pretty awesome. So you got to watch that episode. Yeah, I I will eventually find time to. <laughs> To sit down and kind of binge it, but right now I don't have a lot of time to binge. And football season coming up, you know, know. that gonna kind of take my weekends right there. Yes. TV watching. Yes, I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna take a lot of my time too. But uh, gotta love it, man. Football yeah. season's in yeah. full swing. Woo-hoo. You can you can find time for an episode of Miami Vice, but uh, in between games or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't play football every night, Frankie. Well, no, they're, they're trying to. They're damn straight they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the clothes worn on Miami Vice had significant influences in men's fashion in the 80s also. the So, yeah, the, uh, the, the Paisley T-shirt under the Armani jacket, you know, the, the light pants and the sockless shoes – definitely started making a big appearance in the 80s as uh as this show became more and more popular yeah i'm not gonna lie i had the full outfit did you really <laughs> yes i did i i went to school with the kid who did too and he wore that thing i mean i don't know if he had multiples or he didn't wore the same one like several <laughs> times a week but yeah he was always you know he had he had the whole thing Kind of I, had his hair permed, you know, and curly and kind of right long. On. 
I um, yeah. mine was short and spiky hair. Uh, I had a paisley. It was kind of a pink paisley shirt, and my uh, my jacket and pants were white. And uh, yeah, I didn't wear it all the time. I you know I just occasionally on on special occasions like you know Monday <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> but I also had a gray uh, Armani style jacket that I wore. I wore that one more often than I wore the full outfit where I just wore the wore the over jacket, you know, with the yeah. with the t-shirt underneath, but man, I was in. I was in deep. I was in the whole way. You know what I'm saying? I was I, I was all about it. Smoke Lucky Strike even, non-filtered cuz that's what Don Johnson smoked. That's rough, man. <laughs> ah, the good old days. Yeah. Um, I never had the Ray-Ban uh, sunglasses, though, because I couldn't afford those buggers. Well, no. Yeah, I had the cheap knockoff, you know, that looked like the Ray-Bans, but uh, apparently when he started wearing them, it, it increased the uh, sales of Ray-Bans to about uh, 7,200... No, what is... <laughs> <laughs> wow, seven hundred and twenty thousand units in nineteen eighty four. Wow, that's a lot of fucking yeah. sunglasses. Yes, it is. Wow. Uh, of course, in the spring of eighty six, you could buy an electric razor to give you that Don Johnson stubble look. <laughs> of course, yeah. you know I may have smoked Lucky Strikes, but I was still too young to <laughs> a beard. <laughs> Unlike now. <laughs> Unlike now, where I got this big gray-ass fucking thing. I could I could totally go with... Uh, man, maybe I ought to bring that back. Yeah. That Bring the outfit back. Hey, go for it. Oh, my God. On the next call, guys. Uh, <laughs> if you want to see it, write in. <laughs> On the next call, guys? Or not call, guys. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like something call guys would do. I'm uh, sorry. I can't uh, believe you said on the next call, call guys. On the next golden eighties. My bad. You have to edit that. <laughs> I'm thinking I might leave that in. No, edit that. No, on the next call, next call <laughs> guys. I thought I said it again. On the next golden eighties, if you want to see Jeremy in the suit, you gotta I, write in. I can't I can't wear the suit that I wore back then. That's for damn sure. It is way too small. Have you tried? Um uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but you know what it is hanging next to? My Buck Rogers outfit that I had when I was a kid. <laughs> it's in a closet at my mom's house. I oh, know that wow. stuff's sitting right there. Buck Rogers in the 21st century. Is that right? In the 81st century. What I was it? I don't I, even remember now. I never watched Buck Rogers either. You didn't watch Buck Rogers? I didn't. Oh, fuck, we're not going to do an episode on Buck Rogers now. <laughs> we can do an episode on Buck Rogers. I think that was still the 70s, wasn't it? It might have been. Uh, I yeah, believe it probably 70s. was. Um, so the cars of Miami Vice were always my favorite also. So we talked about them heading out, you know, uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight, playing on the playing on the radio, quote unquote, you know, playing his background music. And they're flying through there and... They're driving in a, are you ready? A Ferrari Daytona Spider 365 GTS 4. That was the car. But it was I, apparently, and I didn't know this uh, until I started doing research, it was a kit car. 
So it was sitting on a it was sitting on a uh, uh, you know a Daytona frame, but they kind of built it, and that's why. Well, you, you don't know this because you haven't gotten to the season two yet, but yeah. they blow it up at the end of uh, or the beginning of season three, I oh, believe. Okay. So they only ran it for the first two seasons because. Um, Ferrari said you can't use that car no more because we don't we don't make a production of this car. It was just all you know, a kit Ooh. car that they put together. <laughs> so they blew one up. Oh, geez. and actually blow up an actual Daytona Spider. They blew up a um, uh, a cardboard box painted black <laughs> or something oh, like that. <laughs> you know, special effects made it look like the car, but. Um, so the 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 two uh, two of those the it's a 1972 by the way the two of them that they have um, are still around they're just put away or somewhere but so they introduced then the Ferrari Testarossa which Ferrari was making and uh, so that they could actually sell some of those fucking cars. <laughs> um, Season three premiere episode uh, when Irish eyes are, are crying is when they blew up the uh, the uh, spider. Oh, dude, it was sad. It oh, was man. sad. But, you know, he got the white Testarossa and that fucking car was badass. And I do believe that that one actually went through the entire rest of the uh, the series. So that was kind of that became his car. Even though the first one was way better. <laughs> uh, Ricardo Tubbs drove a 1964 Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible. That car lasted the entire season, <laughs> or the entire series. Uh, Stan uh, Switek uh, drove a turquoise 1961 Ford Thunderbird. I do believe it was also a convertible. Uh, Gina drove a 1971 Mercury Cougar convertible. Uh, Stan and Larry's van, uh, their undercover van was a Dodge Ram van and other notable vehicles that appeared in Miami Vice were the AMG Mercedes Benz, BMWs, Lotuses, uh, Lamborghinis, Porsches, DeLoreans, um, you know, and Corvettes, lots of fucking Corvettes in that, in that show. You'll see all the drug dealers are driving the Corvettes. (laughs) Of course, they did have American muscle cars of the Pontiac GTO, uh, Firebird Trans Am, Ford Mustang, Chevy Camaro, Plymouth GTX, Barracudas, um, Monte Carlos. The fucking cars, man. The cars helped build the series. Oh, yeah. We know you said something about the drug dealers all, you know, driving Corvettes or whatever. Well, that makes sense because, you know, if you're going to be a big-time druggie, do you want to sell out of a nice car or like a 72 Pinto? Well, yeah, but if, if you ain't going to draw as much attention in the 72 Pinto. Yeah, but you said of Miami, nobody. <laughs> That's a good point. They're all driving fucking uh, Corvettes down there. <laughs> of course, you know, they uh, they spend a lot of time in Miami on the water, and there's a bunch of different boats. boats. I didn't want to get into the boats. I don't know much about boats yeah. at all, but. Uh, you know, the cigarette boats are over fucking cool, but, uh, I did want to get into, I know I got a list here of, uh, um, reoccur, well, not reoccurring characters, uh, guest appearance, you know, guest appearance. And we yeah. talked a little bit about it. Um, 
so the cool thing about going back and rewatching Miami Vice now, and you you'll find this as you're watching watching it for the first time, you are not going to believe the people that show up in this fucking show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's talk about the frequent uh, frequent guest appearances and upcoming actors and actresses include Lawrence Fishburne, um, uh, Stanley Tucci, Jimmy Smith, uh, Brad McGill, uh, Ving Rhames, Liam Neeson, Lou Diamond Phillips, Bruce Willis, Ed O'Neill. Which you know, remember him as Al Bundy, Al Bundy. Uh, Julia Roberts, yeah, um, uh, Ian McShane, Michael Madsen, Bill Paxton, uh, Kira Sedwick. I'm looking at Wesley Snipes, John Turturro, Melanie Griffith, which later became Don Johnson's wife. Um, John Leguizano, Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, Tommy Chong, uh, Richard Belzer. Pen Gillette. It's funny because you know you're watching and like that's fucking Pen Gillette. <laughs> He's you know like oh long before he became a, a super rock star. Um, they had uh, some boxers. Uh, the one that really sticks out is Randall Tex Cobb. Uh, you might remember him from like Uncommon Valor, and he has got a laundry list of stuff that he did. Uh, racer Danny Sullivan was in the show. Um, you know, just a ton. Oh. Hey, Colton, Boston Celtics center Bill Russell was in the show. Is Bernard King also a Boston Celtic? That's what I was trying to figure That's what I was trying to yeah, figure out. Yeah, I'm kind out. of looking over the list. So yeah. I'm assuming that, uh, yeah. Yeah, so James Brown, Frank Zappa, Phil Collins, Glenn Fry, uh, Miles Davis, uh, um, the Power Station, we talked about them earlier. Gene Simmons, Ted Nugent. Did I say Ted Nugent already? John Taylor and Andy Taylor. Willie Nelson. Fucking Willie Nelson's episode is the greatest because he's an old Texas Ranger in the show. And Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's great. So, anyway, Miami Vice, what I say, 84 to 87, 89, sorry. My favorite show growing up as a kid. If you wanna if you wanna call me up and talk Miami Vice, we can call we can talk about it forever. I, I love this fucking show. And I hope that you get a chance to uh go in and check it out and enjoy it and Yeah, what I've seen so far, yeah, it's awesome. I mean I just I don't know how I never watched it, you know. Well, it was on Friday nights at ten o'clock. Yeah, it might be. And they uh there was a show oh, night rider was like on before it okay i believe i think that's what i read yeah, it's a long time to remember back but yeah. um when night rider finished then they moved miami vice to the nine o'clock spot which actually was a killer for them because it just wasn't working at nine it worked at 10 on friday nights but it apparently didn't work at nine i don't, I don't understand it but mm-hmm. uh I remember that that was my Friday night. That we didn't do anything else. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything because we are going to be in front of the TV at 10 o'clock to watch Miami Vice. The car fire, some, a road of north of my, parent, my parents' house at the time, mm-hmm. somebody set a car on fire out in the country, stolen, set it on fire. That didn't even turn me. Miami Vice was on. I was watching Miami Vice. Wow. 
Go figure that one. Hey, hey, a fan. You're you're a good fan. I mean, <laughs> you cannot you cannot deny that. Cannot deny it. But yeah. So yeah, Friday nights. That's where I was at. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. That fucking Daytona Spider Man. Oh. I mean, like you said, I mean, the show was, you know, I, like I said, I didn't watch it, but I knew what Miami Vice right. was. I knew the music. I knew the premise of the show. I just, it's just one of those cultural, iconic things that you knew what my, whether you watched it or not, right. you knew who Crockett and Tubbs was. You know, you knew the song that came from it. Yep. And you, you know. knew the fashion when you see people yeah, walking around yeah, with no socks yeah. and slip-on shoes and that and that uh, jacket over a T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, you just knew it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, you know, I could... Uh, the Sonny Burnett, Sonny Crockett, you know, deal was the coolest guy ever that you know at that point in my life it was the coolest guy ever that on tv and yeah. and uh you know shoot first ask questions later oh yeah <laughs> the way it should be yeah no <laughs> i kid i kid i kid i kid because i care yeah uh anyway so yeah. yeah there you go a little synopsis on miami vice i'm sure there's a bunch of things i missed because yeah. it was uh uh like i said it was five seasons and there's a lot of things on there that um, just these up and comings, man, just killed me. When you see when you see uh, Al Bundy on there, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? But you didn't realize it at the time. Yeah, you didn't know who that was until you know until you go back and rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, because Married with Children hadn't come out yet. No, probably, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty intense to. To even think about how these guys got started, but a lot of them got yeah. started on this show. Oh yeah, that's it. I still, I always like to go back to the music because <laughs> it's basically if they were playing on MTV, they were also playing on yep. Miami Vice. <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. all right, Frankie, we need to get out of here. Okay, I want to thank you for listening to the Golden Eighties Podcast. Frankie wants to thank you for listening to the Golden Eighties Podcast. Uh, we appreciate uh, those of you that take the time to listen and email. Thanks, Coach. Uh, and like I said, we'll be happy to email, to talk. Uh, ISO ISO Camas uh, has emailed us, and uh, and we definitely appreciate that. I don't think we can say it enough. So, the Golden Image Eighties at Gmail dot com. Of course. You can go check out our page on goldenmojoent.com. Uh, There's a picture of me and Frankie on there. I am wearing a Miami Vice shirt. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> um, and uh, you can go look at our merch store. We have a, a couple T-shirts up there. and uh, So go check it out. Uh, also, if you like us, you might like something else on the Golden Mojo Entertainment Empire, which includes the Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, the United States of Paranormal, the Indiana Chiefs fans, Murder Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. There you go. That's the lineup. Check them out. Go check them out. All right. Anything I missed? No, I don't think so. I Are, think you hit it all. All right. Until next week. Later. See ya.
Thank you.